Lib. Right, okay. Okay, who's had a birthday this year? Woo! Right, okay then. Right, now apparently the tradition is we sing a song, Dave. Is that right? We have a song. So let's sing a song then to wish us all a happy birthday, whenever it was. Where's Joe DeCuny? Oh, Joe, come in. She's welcoming people. Joe. Just in case you didn't know, it's your birthday today. <laughs> All right? So we're about to sing a happy birthday, but listen, it's not just for you. Oh, it's for all of us, because we haven't sung a happy birthday in Okay? So, okay, go on, let's go for it. We wish next to you and wish them a happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Brian. <laughs> Lovely. Good to see you. Right. Um, you should have been given to you either last week or this week um, this uh, Milford newsletter uh, from the Milford Baptist Church. And on the back, it had some instructions. So who here this week has been listening to Ren Collective on the YouTube clip? Woo, woo, woo. Well done. Great. Fantastic. Good. OK, so there'll be some solos, Dave, later on at the end. All right. OK, so brilliant. Uh, the notices are here for you. Um, so just in case you didn't know, there are some people who are counting down to midnight for, for some reason. I can't work out why. Um, the rest of us might maybe sleep through it. I don't know. Work on that one. So we've got the services coming up next week, coming up into uh, Saturday, the 6th of January, is our first uh, Saturday of prayer between 10 and 11 o'clock. Uh, Sunday the 7th, which is our first New Year's service together, uh, it's on Saw. Can everybody go like this, please? No, 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 that's charismatic. I know, no, no, this is very specific. Come on, everybody. We're soaring. Well done, Liz. Put your heart and soul into it. We're soaring. Well done. Well done. You'll learn more. Oh, I know, there's always a sword. There's always one, isn't there, Dave? You two are kicking off today. <laughs> All right, good to see you. Who came in the moment ago there? Who slipped in? How was it, June? Is David okay? Yes. Good. Is he coming? <laughs> Sorry? All oh, right, okay. Okay. All right, then. So, uh, Songs of Praise at Dower House at 4 o'clock on Monday, the 8th of January. And then Friendship Club, Val. Where's Val? Um, I suppose a notice would be, if you know of someone who would um, like to join Friendship Club, okay, that would be a really good thing. So if you know of a neighbour or someone in the community who would like to come to that, then please let Val know. So would it be forehand? Would that help for numbers as well, Val? Okay, well done. 
Okay, so today's service is that in-between service between Christmas and New Year. Okay, so maybe you've got that moment where you're thinking, oh, I'm stuffed or um, I've still got another party to go to. Who's still going to some more parties? Anybody? Oh, all right, there's a number of you. Excellent, good. Well, you enjoy yourselves. Okay, so, uh, but today I want us to, in today's service, I want us to look back... (laughs) I want to look at where we are, but also to look to the future. And some of you who've been in the church uh, back in November uh, were given, I think, some pieces of jigsaw. And I asked you to uh, bring them with you to today's service. So I don't know. Ollie seems poised and ready to go at the back there. So I've got my Aberdeen bit here. All right. Don't rush, Dave, because you've got to play the first bit of music, so don't you go. All right. So at some point during the service, you're more than welcome to come and give Dave... No, not Dave. I looked at Dave there. See you, Dave? Ollie. Ollie. Okay, don't give you a headache, young man, because you have to try and put that together for me. All right. So we're going to try and get the jigsaw together. We might not be able to achieve it, though, Ollie. All right. But we'll do the best we can. All right. So we'll be doing that during the service. I've also... Ask people okay, to write some things down on their cards. Now, I gave out some cards earlier in the year. Uh, where's Lynn? Have you got yours, Lynn? <laughs> don't show it, don't show it, don't show it. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, so if you haven't got a card, okay, I'll give you out and explain to you in a moment what these cards are all about. It's about looking to the future. What are our dreams? So, before we uh, start uh, the service, I'd like to um, read out to you um, a prayer that was written way back in 2008 by a gentleman by the name of uh, Billy Graham. Could you just bow your heads for prayer? (coughs) Our Father and our God, we stand at the beginning of this new Christmas Eve. We confess our need of your presence and your guidance as we face the future. We each have our hopes and expectations for the year that is ahead of us, but you alone know what it holds for us, and only you can give us the strength and the wisdom that we will need to meet its challenges. So help us to humbly put our hands into your hand and to trust you and to seek your will for our lives during this coming year. Amen. Amen. So God has been really faithful to us over the years, and I'd like us to stand to sing our first hymn today. It's going to be Greatest Hallelujah. It's a brand new one. Let's all stand together and sing this. We have done this before. It's a little stretch for the voice, especially in the morning, so apologies if I miss the notes.
your glory fills the skies. Worthy you are, worthy let your name, your name be lifted up. Um, we're getting towards the end of the year. Okay, so um, here's a question for you. Um, how do we work out what the church's vision is? Um, and I think it's quite complicated. On the other hand, it's quite simple. Uh, the complicated bit is getting us all to agree what our vision is. Uh, the easy bit is we just have to do it. <laughs> Did you get that? So... Um, here is um, our vision for Milford Baptist Church in writing. Um, this is what I picked up the other day. It's on our website. It's to pray and learn from the Bible throughout the year. Now, I like that. Throughout the year. Sorry? Oh, throughout. Oh, 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 oh. Don't change it, Ian. Come on. Come down. Okay, to pray and learn from the Bible throughout the church. Good. Okay. To reach younger generations and young families. So... But, oh, Ian, I want to write on the card, I want to see young families come into church. Well, I think that's a given. Okay, so please, when you fill out your cards during the service today, um, if you, please don't write that down because that's already there. Does that make sense? Yeah? So that's a given. But to get out into the local community as a church, 
That's a good question, isn't it? And I think we are involved in the community. I think we're doing some fantastic work in the church. It's brilliant. But the question I've got for you is, in this building here, which is in the community, how are we using this building? Can we use it more effectively? I don't know the answer to that question, but I, would, I wouldn't like, you know, where's, where's John? Where's John? Where's John? I wouldn't like John to come up to me in three or four years and say to me, oh, Ian, I've got this really great vision and this plan. I'd love to do this. Okay, John? Okay, so don't come to me in a few years' time and say, but Ian, my dream is this. I want to do this. All right? I don't want anybody here to live with any regrets because I apparently, I must correct everybody, on Christmas Day, I said something that wasn't quite true. Okay? Do you remember the little game that we played with that sort of thing, like the card thing? How well did I say it was? 53. Don't feel threatened there, Ian. But it's official. Okay, I can now confide. Okay, to all of you, not just to Christine, okay. I'm 58. All right. Because some some of you in the congregation went, he's not 53. All right. So let's just clarify. Just clarify, I made him a stook. All right. All right. So, uh, in all genuineness, Probably I was feeling 53 when I played the game, but that's what came to my head, you know? So anyway, there we go. But I think it's really important that we own the vision. And this is the scary bit, all right? Now, I want you to, today, someone said to me the other day, but I'm waiting for divine inspiration. I, and I thought to myself, well, that could take some time, you know? But, or it could be immediately. But I think I want to say to all of you now, whether you're a member or not, or you're new here today, um, or just here for the first time, there's no reason why you couldn't write something on the card. What do you think Milford Baptist Church should do? Um, maybe there's something you know, that's been gnawing away inside you for years and years and years, and you haven't had the confidence. I'd encourage you today to write it on the card, because the leadership team, <laughs> the leadership team are going to get these very shortly, okay? and they're going to be looking at them. And what they don't realise is, is that they're going to have to be picking up some of these things, these ideas, okay, and not running with them, but praying over them so that we can seek together what it is that we want to carry on doing. Maybe some things we might have to stop and do, and there might be some slight adjustments. Oh, Ian, oh, calm down, calm down. But it's really important. Anything that we change is only for the spiritual good and the growth of the church. Everybody hear that? That's vitally important. This is not me playing games. This is us trying to seek the Lord as to what we want to do here in Milford and to reach the community for Christ. So how are we going to do that? So this morning, having given that to you, are there people who can give out some cards, please? Probably some willing volunteers. Otherwise, I'm just going to pick on two people. All you've got to do is give them out, right? You haven't got to fill them in. All right. Okay, so if you could give those out. Now, the other part of the service, as well as having Ollie, how are you getting on, Ollie? Has anybody come out and given you some, uh, some jigsaw bits? Oh, hello, a few more going out. Oh, 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 right. Don't all rush. Right, okay, so Ollie says, oh, no, no more, no more, no more, no more. So, do you guys want pens as well, or are you okay? Have you already got pens? Do you need pens? So be thinking about what it is you'd like to write down. Dave? Dave? 
So, <clears throat> now, as a part of this service, um, I'm going to read out to you some verses from uh, Romans chapter 12. Are you okay? Has everybody got a card? Oh, don't you rip them in half, Matthew Forsyth. It's not school. There's always one, isn't there, Matt? There's always one. We're generous here at the Milford Baptist Church, I'll have you know. Okay. Oh, sorry, behind me. Behind you, behind you, behind you, behind you. You okay? Give her to David as well. Okay, who else has not got a card? Anyone not got a card? Sorry, Alan. There you go. Who got cards? Got cards? Ian got a card? Fantastic. Brilliant. All right. Okay. <coughs> so, in this service today, um, as well as just trying to work out what our vision is, um, I've been looking at some verses in the Bible, and they're from Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And it's just a quick thought from me. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. And that's from the NIV version. And here's one which I thought was quite interesting for the message. Um, it says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognise what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. And I think God is going to be using our minds. He's given us our minds that we're all unique and we're all special. We're at different stages of life. And as I am thinking about myself, as I'm looking forward to the new year, um, I've got this idea it's a random picture, I know. There are two random pictures coming up, but you just have to bear with. Um, basically, what adjustments have I got to make in my life as I'm looking out? Are there little things that I've got to do to, uh, to change? Um, have I got to clean the windows? Yeah? Um, I can see what I want to do outside the window. Please, health and safety, do not open the window and go through a window when it's at the first floor. But the idea is... Are there things that are preventing me from doing what I feel God is wanting me to do or us to do as a church? Are there things that we can change, little tweaks and changes? Um, if you look at the picture there, there's a person standing looking out on the harbour. You can see that little sort of lighthouse type thing. If you can see him in red, I've got a pointy thing. Have I? Oh, look! Oh, isn't that clever? Oh, oh. you still shouldn't have told me that. I'll see if I can get him first time. Oh, no, can't. Here he is, that little fellow there. Okay. Um, it's a harbour. There are things that we all like doing that are the same. We're very traditional, the things that we do. Someone once said to me, you only have to do something three times, and then you've got a tradition. 
but uh, how are we about getting out of the harbour as a church and us as individuals and where God's called us to work and play? Am I standing on the wall looking out? I would love us, by the end of 2018, to be able to be saying, do you know what? God's using me, God's using Milford Baptist Church in a unique way. Let's not be worried about what God is doing elsewhere. Let's pray and ask God to help us so that we can write our own story, all right? And to live out our own story for God. I found that quite challenging as I'm sharing that thought with you this morning. It's a challenge to me. Am I prepared to go out of the harbour and to trust God through life storms? So this morning, I thought it'd be quite nice to listen to one another, not just to me. So um, there's going to be some moments in service this morning where I'd like us to open it up to you. Now, some of you are going, oh, just a minute, that doesn't sound too good. I've never shared anything in a church ever before. But I'd like to encourage you, if you feel able to, what is God doing in your life at the moment? What sort of things is God teaching you? It doesn't have to be a whole long sentence, about 56,000 words. At this point, I'm going to ask Fred. Come forward. <coughs> yep. Okay. i am asked Fred just to share a few words, and I've asked um, two others uh, to, uh, to share some things with us. Um, about what God is speaking to them in their lives. Go on. Um, and just because I've asked this young Fred, this young man here to speak, all right, it doesn't actually mean that um, you know, it precludes you from sharing something. If there's something that you'd like to share in a moment, uh, Fred's going to be introducing a song to us, which is a favourite of his. Um, and then I'll open it up to, to us all. I've got a roving mic if you'd like to then respond, so then it'll be over to you just for a few minutes. Okay, Fred, over to you. First of all, can I ask you, good morning, by the way. If I haven't said it to you before, I usually manage to, being up where I stand. Can I just ask you, what you, do you think about silence? Yeah, that's it, that stuff. Silence. How do you handle silence? But I'm talking more in the terms of silence from God. Um, I think the best way for me to do this is to tell you a story about myself. I'm not looking for anything other than perhaps it explains what I'm trying to get at about a silence when asking God a specific question, which I did a few years ago. It was going to change great changes in my life. So, of course, everything was planned in prayer with him. And uh, I kept asking him, was this right? Tell me if it's wrong. Silence. So I put it into motion, and it was I'm going to sell my house, move away from here. I'd found a place where I could go and where they would welcome me to do very much the same as I've been doing here at Milford 
I've been here for 20 years now. And that's not a boast, that's just a statement. So um, I was asking him what was the right thing to do. Or maybe the question goes like this. Why is it not happening, Lord? Seeing as I asked you in the first place, before I started out on this change, or this process, or whatever the question might be. And my question was, I asked you all the way through, I was planning this move, and you said nothing. But my house isn't selling, and that's the key thing it had to sell in the first place, for everything else to happen. By the way, Joe, am I talking loud enough? She got on to me in the week because I don't speak up. Uh, so your reaction was very much the same as mine or something different. I had always taken it to mean he was letting me go further and he would stop me in some way when I needed guidance. And that had happened in my life different times. So that's why I depended on that. I would like to share with you an experience I had. And every committed Christian has conviction but we do not always obey conviction. And that's all tied up in this silence I'm talking about. For example, we have found a way to continue to serve the Lord and change our life in some way. This is exactly where I found myself years ago. As some of you know, I felt it was time I moved on and felt my Lord was in agreement with this as I had talked to him all the way through the plan making, asking him, was he in agreement with this? As I would be giving up the ways I was living at NBC and taking up in many ways similar where I was moving to and felt as all the time, I was not hearing any different instruction from my savior and guide. The plan was set into operation, and it was going to be hard to leave here. And I was well aware of that. I mean, I had things said to me there, well, when you go, there will be a big Fred-shaped hole in the whatever that means. <laughs> but first and foremost, my house did not sell, and there developed a great big void, that void for me. Then I realized Jesus was speaking me through, to me through the Spirit, not just on his wavelength. The silence was him answering me. His means of talking to us, I realized he was saying, I am answering you, telling you I do not want you to move. I have never told you to put the plan in together and asked, you asked me to approve of it. I have more for you to do here. Be patient. I will reveal to you when your place, your, you trust in me, show you whenever I have let you down, I am here always, as I told you I would be. The key here is such instruction we are given in the scriptures. Matthew 6, 6, for example. And I just think that we should uh, just try to observe those sort of things. So I did. I unwound everything. Said, no, I'm not going anywhere. Dug my heels in. 
grew onto the place. And uh, boy, did he just show me that he wanted me to stay. Plenty of things came up, new things. Some of the old ones stayed in place. But he was very good and, oh, bad word to use for him, sorry about that. He was wonderful, he was everything. This is the place where we interact with him, in that silence. The silence is, what do you think the voice of God is like? What do you think you're going to hear? Well, my experience is you don't hear anything. I spoke about conviction, and if you are convicted to God in your belief, you go into his presence. He tells you when you're going to pray, go into your room and shut the door. And the Lord has a small, quiet voice. And that's what he brings to you. And he speaks to you in that. He convinces you in your mind. You never doubt. You know he has spoken. So as I said, I responded by unwinding everything and waiting on him, not running ahead. And he has shown me that I did the right thing. So that's my view of silence, the Lord's silence, a still, small voice. There's another reference to it in uh, another reading that you could read at some time. 1 Kings 19.12. It's where he's speaking to uh, someone questioning him then. I'm not going to let you read it for yourselves. And one last word. I just thank you, all of you, you lovely people here, all my friends, and I thank you for the love and support you have shown me of late. Through health, troubled time, without you and your prayers, I feel I would not have made it. And that, my friends, is NBC. Thank you. Do you want me to carry on? Well, I just now would like to introduce to you a song, as I told you, I've been here 20 years, and it's close on that that I've been saying to my friend here on the right, please play. And he says, yes, all right, friend. <laughs> but he's managed it today, and when I walked in, lady over there was practicing on the piano, and I recognized the jury, and I thought, my word, it's my day today. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, it is really lovely. Dear Saviour, thou art mine. And if you don't know it, you'll know it by the time you leave here today. God bless you all. Thank you. Well done. Di's going to play it through first to familiarise you oh, with, right. the, uh, with the melody. You know?
Is there someone who would like to uh, just share something as to what God is doing in their lives, please? Anyone would like to share? Don't worry, there's always that moment of, yep, yeah, pal. Yep, yeah, I can get a Mikey, 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 Mikey. seems to me that was for me but as I walked out this morning I actually picked up the scrappy piece of paper 
and it feels right now to share this with you. He was saying how God is the creator and he created us in his image and therefore we are all creative. And he was talking about innovation and this is why it seems apt this morning. And he said, we are creative, we should be innovative. And it may be in this day and age, we need to create a new normal in our churches. But to be with innovation, we need to have devotion. And devotion means studying his word. And from that, we get revelation. And through revelation, we get motivation. And he said, we then, I mean, it was long. I'm not going to go into all of it. These are just key words I put down. And he said, it's not what we do, but it's why we do it. We are here. We are working to glorify God in his kingdom. We're working here for the Lord of Lords. And nothing is impossible, is it, for God? And so it's just an encouragement from what we're about to discuss, I suppose, or what you're thinking. We may need to create a new normal. We need to be creative for God. For that, we need devotion, which gives us revelation, which encourages motivation to do God's work on this earth for his glory. Dan Blythe was the young pastor. I start to share. Um, last January, um, just after um, we'd been wishing one another a happy new year in 2017, on the third, I fell over and broke my ankle. And suddenly, everything that I expected of the new year suddenly um, kind of changed. And the, and I did. I had to do something that I probably haven't ever done before, which was to be still. <laughs> because I couldn't put my um, foot on the ground for six weeks. Anyway, and um, lying there in bed, um, I realized that I'd got so many things I was worried about because um, all the things that I'd been planning to do, I wouldn't be able to do, and I had to rely on other people. Anyway, um, to help me, um, I wrote a list of all the things that I was worrying about in order to form a list for prayer. And the one thing I did have time to do was to pray. And just before Christmas, this just gone Christmas, I was clearing out a drawer and um, I found my list. And I popped it to one side because I thought, oh, if I get an opportunity um, to share that at church, I'd really love to share because there were about 21 things on my list. And as I checked through it, I realized that I was writing, thank you, Lord, by almost all of them. And they weren't easy answers to prayer. Um, just a week before I fell, my sister Janet fell in Thailand, and she broke her femur. And so I was not that I would have gone out there, but I was concerned about her needs because she's single. And um, so I was worried about her. I'm not going to read my list. That would be boring. However, there were uh, things about church. There we had no pastor at that time, and we were looking for a new pastor. I was concerned about Janet and what would happen to her when she no longer needed to be in hospital. 
um, but didn't have anyone to look after her. And as I went through it, it was just time and time again. Um, and our own family, um, our older daughter Esther, who, who by then had, th had two children, they were living in a tiny, tiny, tiny place. And um, she was on maternity leave and her husband relies on, on work here and there because he's an actor. And I was concerned for them because I couldn't see how they were going to be able to have a big house to live in. And thank you, Lord, has gone by almost everything. And in fact, even by the two things where I felt, right, those are the things that I'm really going to continue to pray about. Um, one was kids' church, and I wouldn't be able to do kids' church for the time that I was not able to, you know, when I was, you know, had my broken ankle. And God provided wonderful, wonderful people here who, who picked up the reins and... Um, and really stepped in as and when they could. And I'm so grateful that you, you know who you are, the team here. So, um, yeah, I just want to encourage us to pray and to also encourage us to take the time to be still and pray in amongst all the rushing around because God really does answer prayer. And I have so much to be grateful for a year on. Indeed, it's lovely. Thank you. How embarrassed are you? But from flight, like from one to ten. Are you okay? Ten is most embarrassed. Yeah, but like most embarrassed. About two. Okay, that's cool then. Okay, so we might go up to the lectern and read them. How how nervous are you now? I'm still the same. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, if you don't know this guy, he's Ollie. Um, just a minute, Ollie, I'll just build you up, okay? Don't panic. Okay, so um, Ollie's a great guy. He was um, here on one of our all in services. I'm a great big fan of all in services. Some of you might be going, oh no, I don't like all in services. But it's where we learn from each other, okay? Now, Ollie, um, just, I just embarrass people down here, Ollie. Ask Ollie, ask the guys to put their hands up who, was, who were in your group when you did Psalm 23. You ask them now. Say, say uh, hi guys, good morning everybody. Put your hands up if you're, in, if you're in my group in Psalm 23. Hi guys, good morning everybody. Put your hands up if you're in my group in Psalm 23. Wow, look at that, eh? So, go on, put them up. Right, you should all be proud of yourselves. Well done. Are you proud of them as well, eh? Cool. Yeah. They admitted that they were with you. <laughs> yeah, good man. Okay, so, so Ollie is going to read this on behalf of you. Now, what we did... Can you explain what we did, Ollie? Because I can't remember. Um, I think we were writing about, um, writing about how good God is. And good. And he does. And did we do it, like, through Psalm 23? I think so. I hope so. Did it say Psalm 23 on there? Yeah. Oh, good man. Oh, so it was on the, so it was on the 15th of October. That's ages ago. Good man. Okay, so would you like to read out for us, Ollie? So uh, it's just not all Ollie's words, is it, Ollie? It's everybody else's. So we yeah. have to give them the credit, don't we? Yes. Good man. Okay, so this is Psalm 23 in Milford Baptist Church language. Take it away, Ollie. I have a God who looks after me. He gives me all I need, food, water, and a bed. He's good at everything. Jesus signposts all the good routes so I never get lost. He helps me through the hard times. I feel him next to me. He rescues me when times are tough. He keeps me safe even when I'm being naughty or sad or lonely. 
If you love God, you should never really feel hungry or want for anything, because he provides everything, like love, teaching, protection and fun. You encourage, me think, you encourage my thinking always and forever. I have more than I need. He knows more than Google. My God will never leave me, not now or after I have died. We can never escape his beauty and love, which is amazing. I can't wait to meet him. High five. Good man. Good man. That's fantastic. Great. Well done. That's really cool. Right. And um, we're going to be singing um, Amazing Grace, which is uh, Ollie's favourite hymn. So it's all standard sing.
Let us pray. Gracious God, as we come to you at this time of new beginnings, we're reminded of those who feel the future holds no promise. For those who struggle with burdens to which they can see no solution, take all that has been and direct what shall be. We pray for those facing pressures of home, relationships strained between husband and wife, parent and child, and brother and sister. Patience stretched to breaking point. Take all that has been and direct what shall be. We pray for those facing pressures of work, overwhelmed by responsibilities, caught up in office politics, troubled by job insecurity, or simply bored and unhappy in what they do. Take all that has been and direct what shall be. We pray for those facing pressures of money, struggling to make ends meet, crippled by debt, frustrated by poor pay, or uncertain of whether and when the next paycheck will arrive. Take all that has been and direct what shall be. We pray for those facing pressures of health, waiting perhaps for a diagnosis, crushed by depression, wrestling with infirmity, and as the years go by, or living with the knowledge of eternal illness, take all that has been and direct what shall be. Amen. Amen. Well, we're just coming to our final section now um, before we uh, sing our rousing final chorus, Dave. So get ready to whoop and get excited. So is there anybody else who'd like just to share some things before we... Uh, draw our service to a close this morning. Anyone like to share something? Yes, David. I apologise, David. I called you Dave earlier on. No, that, that's all right. Do, do you mind if I go to the front? And, uh, no, I don't mind. Uh, David, I'll, I'll come with you. I'll come with you. Do you want to hand that up? That's very kind. The reason I've come here is so that I'm within uh, distance of this particular microphone because in a moment what I'd like to do is play to you a conversation that I had with someone who works at the Mechanics for Africa College in Ndola in Zambia. Um, I was there earlier in the year as I'm one of the trustees and uh, as uh, regulars here will know um, Mechanics for Africa, uh, a training college for motor mechanics set up by Charlie and Sharon Watt, who were here with us this morning about 15 years ago, has been a, doing a really tremendous job since then. Um, Zambia, fourth poorest country in the world, and the students who Charlie and Sharon took on uh, for Mechanics for Africa come from the very poorest communities and it really does transform their lives. Now, one of, one of the ways our students get their education is through sponsorship, uh, individual sponsorship from uh, many of you uh, here in this church and people elsewhere. And I, I think it's entirely appropriate this morning if I just play you a short clip of a conversation that I was having with Madsen, who's uh, one of the students who uh, uh, graduated from the college 
went off to get work experience elsewhere and now has returned to the college and is one of the key people within our workshop. Let's, uh, let's see how this works. So Madsen, you were saying that uh, the training you've had at Mechanics for Africa has been really important in your life. Yes, it has really helped me so much uh, because before this, this course, I was a nobody. Even in the family, in the society, I was a nobody. But uh, after acquiring this course, which I, I was almost paying nothing after searching how much I was supposed to pay, uh, it has really helped me a lot to be where I am right now with my family. Uh, because this time I'm saying we are not lucky in terms of food. We are able to, to send even our children at school because of that sponsorship. So I'm so grateful because uh, we were, I was supposed to pay a lot of money, but uh, because of the sponsors in the UK, the trustees and the other sponsors who were very, who were touched by the way we are living here in Zambia, they had to sacrifice their money to, to sponsor me to do a two years course in automotive engineering, of which where I was trained to, I'm also employed to the same workshop, and uh, I'm really enjoying, and I'm so grateful for that, and I pray that may God continue to bless uh, all the sponsors who sponsored me, and those who are still sponsoring people, and I pray that this spirit should continue, because you are doing a great job. Thank you very much. Lovely, thank you. Right, thanks David. Anybody else would like to share? Oh, Brian. Sorry, Brian. Sorry. Would you like a bit of... Okay. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, for some time, my wife has a long list of prayers. So if you end up on her prayer list, you probably stay there forever. <laughs> um, I just started doing a prayer journal about two or three years ago. Um, so every time I got a request for prayer, I'd add it to the prayer journal. The problem with this, as I said, if you do that, is you could end up with a list, you know, 10 miles long. But fortunately, God answers prayers as well. <laughs> and that's just what I wanted to say, is that I've also got at the end of my prayer journal all the ways God has answered prayer, right? And there have been answers for healings. There have been a remarkable answer to prayer for the future of MFA with the uh, appointment of the new principal and his wife. Lord, we praise God for that. But there's also answers which we don't want. There's somebody in our home group who was praying for their, their, their daughter to have a child by IVF. And the answer was no. It didn't happen. And it makes you sad sometimes when things don't answer. God answer, doesn't answer in the way you want. But there are all sorts of ways in which God answers. People most think that God answers yes. And he gives you an answer which you desire, it's the desire of your heart, and it happens. He sometimes says no, as I've just indicated. And he sometimes says, wait, it's not the right time. But uh, there is a book which I haven't got a copy of. If everybody's got a copy of this book, I'd love it. <laughs> There's another book that wrote two other answers, which I, I think are quite useful to think about, and they link together lots have been said. Often, sometimes, God says... Mind your own business. <laughs> In other words, you say, why, God, is this happening? 
when are you going to do this? And God's answer, as Fred says sometimes, is silence. You don't get the answer. God's got an answer. God knows what's happening. He knows about your life. He knows the future. He holds the future. But is that just sort of mind your own business? And there's also a fifth answer, I think, sometimes that God answers, which is, do it yourself. (laughs) You know, if you want someone to receive care or to know that they're loved, well, a good start would be to go and love them yourself. (laughs) Would be to send them some flowers or whatever you want to do. But, you know, very often the answer is, do it yourself. But God does answer prayer. And prayer is going to be key to our work, walk, work, walking forward with God. Because he does speak. He does sometimes say silence. But he always answers. He always hears. And we need to come to our God to know what he wants us to do. That's brilliant. Thank you much indeed, everybody, for sharing this morning. It's really lovely. Um, I would like to do more of this as well, so we can listen to each other. Um, so we're about to do something which, for many of you, is going to be really, really strange. Okay? We're going to be singing Old Lang Syne. Oh, right. I'll rephrase that musically. Right? We're, 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 going to, we're, we're going to be singing like Old Lang Syne, but to different words. Dave nearly had a, a moment there. But I think there's a, quite a cool group called the Rent Collective. Some of you may not have heard of this group, uh, but there are a bunch of people. Um, and I've just highlighted for me uh, some words. We're going to be singing from the mountain top to the valley low, through laughter and through the tears. Surely the goodness of my God will follow me all the years. I've inserted the me there. That's me. So for all that you have done for us, for every battle won, We'll raise a song to bless your heart for all that you have done. I'd like to sort of just uh, encourage us just to have a short moment of prayer before we launch into this. Is that okay? And then, because it's going to take some adjustment for us to sort of get old Lang Syne and that music in our heads to these words, but we'll give it a go. Let's just pray. Dear loving Father, we've come to the end of this year. Lord, you see our hopes, you see our dreams. You see us today. Lord, we present ourselves to you on this, the last day of the year. Lord, take us and use us individually. Help us, Lord, to understand you as we walk with you in faith and in trust in you. We thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of your word that you have given to us. Lord, thank you for the years. Lord, some of us at the moment are in pain. Some of us, Lord, don't have the answers to some really heart-searching questions at the moment. And as we go through this year, Lord, into the next, Lord, help us to know, Father God, that you are a God, Emmanuel, God with us. And just for a short moment, Lord, I just want to offer up Phil and Ken to you today. Lord, we thank you for their faithful witness. We pray for Phil and for Ken and for Yanina, who's doing incredible work caring for them at the moment. Lord, we know they can't be here this morning, but we ask your blessing 
to be on them, Lord. We miss them so much. Lord, we place them into your tender care this day and in your love. We pray too, Lord, for Robin, who is unwell at the moment, and we pray for Chris, who's struggling at the moment, Lord, to care for Robin. But we thank you, Lord, that yesterday he was able to keep some food down. Lord, we just place our lives into your safekeeping. Help us, Lord, to know that you are a God who is with us, who will strengthen us and be with us. Amen. Amen. During the singing of Old Lang Syne and this uh, song, I'd like to distribute the tins. Those of you who um, have not been to the church before, these are tins that we put money into that go to various charities. They don't go to a collection for us as a church. So if you'd like to give generously, uh, am I right in thinking, Nick, is today the last time we go to the crisis and to mission uh, and to uh, the harbour. So please, if you're able, if you didn't come expecting to put something in the collection, then please don't do so. Finally, finally, from me, there's a, uh, a receptacle, which is called a card box. Oh, you're going to give out the collection boxes, guys. Thank you very much. That's cool. Well done. Brilliant. Guys, well done. What are your names? Uh, my, I'm Josh. Josh? Jamie. Jamie, Jamie. Go on up. Off you go. Oh, I know you, Ollie. Good man, thank you. Uh, if you could put the cards that you filled in, please, uh, in top of the Bibles when we go, that'll be fantastic. All right, let's stand to sing this uh, song together.
Woo! Lovely. Okay, let's just pray. And so, our Father, we thank you for the promise and the hope of this new year. We look forward to it with expectancy and faith. And this I ask in the name of our Lord and our Saviour, who by his death and resurrection has given us the hope both for this world and for the world to come. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Great. Do you want to sing that again, do you think, or not? Do it. Come on. If you guys who want to join in, you can. If not, uh, just enjoy fellowship and have a great uh, time. Oh, grace will never be. I don't 